You're listening to Zap Nights Zap Chats, a monthly video game discussion. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Chats. I'm your host, Danny, and today I have Jinx and DB on the show with me. I've met Jinx on Instagram, and then I met DB over on Twitch, so it's it's kind of neat that we're, you know, we're all kind of getting together and just other people that I've met um, on the internet, not just, you know, real life. So I thought I'd get some of us together to kind of talk about some game stuff or whatever we can come up with so first off what have you guys been playing i know i've been playing uh final fantasy 7 i've been playing it on twitch quite a bit i'm about halfway through a little bit more than halfway through probably closer to the end of the game i'm hoping to have it done before the end of the month i'm sure i should be able to make it but uh um what have you guys been playing um, I've been playing Remothered for the Switch. Just started that. That's cool. What's that about? So basically, you are trying to find this missing girl. I haven't gotten too far into it, but it's got a Rule of Rose vibe to it. Pretty good. That's awesome. I, uh, yeah, DB, what have you been playing? I just finished beating Resident Evil 4 again, and I've picked up Neo 2, and I'm actually enjoying that really good. It's a good replacement for Dark Souls, seeing there's going to be no more, unfortunately. He well, says he's enjoying it. <laughs> but ooh, I, he's raging. Yeah, definitely. Definitely has some hard parts, but I think that's what makes it all the better when you finally get past that. What's that on? A PS4. PS4, nice. Yep. Awesome. I guess the big thing lately has been this coronavirus thing. Everything is shutting down, and it's crazy. Oh, yeah, there's there's no more... There's no more toilet paper at the grocery <laughs> store here. And, and there's no and reason no for it. Yeah, because you can just get it from Amazon. <laughs> well, you could. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's. I think it's personally, like, for me, I think it's just blown out of proportion. Like, they've already come out and said that it's essentially a mix between a cold and a flu. And, like, we're just, we're still working on making something to combat it. And people are just losing their mind. We don't even have tests ready yet. Yeah, like, no, there's no way to test people in the U.S. yet. So a lot of people who have maybe gotten the flu or they think it's something else might have actually gotten it and maybe even gotten over it. And we wouldn't know because they weren't tested. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, from my <laughs> point of view... The cool thing about it is that a lot of people are able to work from home or like kids are like having a, an extended um, spring break or schools just like shutting down altogether. So, you know what that means? Lots of time for video games. <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of hoping that my work just like stops production for two weeks after Final Fantasy VII Remake comes out because that would just be perfect. But I don't think it's going to happen. There's a lot of people that are probably a lot more people that are going to stay home this whole month. They're already starting to. And there's a lot less people just out in general. Like the freeways are nice right now. (laughs) 
Yeah, I've noticed that um, the grocery stores have been crazy, but everywhere else has been pretty mild as far as people being out and about. Again, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I I don't know. I don't feel like my routine has changed a whole lot. Maybe washing my hands a little bit more, scrubbing a little bit harder, but like still, like even if I get it, I don't feel like it's the end of the world. <laughs> but I mean, who, who, who do I know? You know, I, I, I have no idea. Right. The death rate isn't like extremely crazy thus far. Nope. I mean, it's... It's the same as the flu, you know, yeah. or less. It was updated this morning. It says that there are a total of uh, 1,629 total cases in the U.S. with 41 deaths. So, I mean. And those are confirmed cases, though. Who knows how yeah. many people have, have it and don't know, though. That's the right. thing since we don't have tests out. Yeah, and, you know, you don't want to go and flood the healthcare system just to get tested for it. Well, Or to just um, have the, a cold, you know? Yeah. What they're doing in other countries is they're doing, like, a drive-in sort of testing situation where they'll target a city that's highly infected or maybe they suspect of being infected. And they'll drive in with their vans and their hazmat suits and they'll set up these big plastic tents. And it's stuff out of movies, really. But other countries are doing that. What's crazy to me is the events that are getting shut down. And they're getting shut down super far in advance. So, like, for example, E3. E3 has been not just postponed, but, like, canceled. Yeah. Well, you know, some people don't think it's ever going to come back. Really? They're just going to go the Nintendo route and just stream online, stream their presentations and stuff. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. A lot, yeah. A lot of people think it's going to end up uh, going that direction. I could see that. Honestly, like I could. It's a, it save a lot of money in the long yeah. run for them. I mean, it's fun to audience. go. To, it's fun to go to those things, but honestly, it sounds like E3 had had been flooded with just people. In general, um, the last few years, like since they started letting the general public in, and that sort of caused people to not be able to really try too many games that were available there or be able to see everything that's happening there. Because before it was just people who represent different groups, gaming groups or just YouTubers or people like that. They go there and they test these games and they let everyone else know what's going on with them, but they can't anymore because there's just so many people. Right. It used to be a press event. And now yeah. because they've let so many other people in, it's it's been flooded. And I get that. And I also have heard, you know, a lot of like Sony and some of the other big name companies are pulling out of E3 anyway. So, I mean, to just cancel it all together and then maybe not bring it back, maybe that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean, there's something sad about that because the experience is really cool, but the experience isn't quite the same as it was, say, five plus years ago because of how many people go now. So maybe it's the right thing to do. So, something that I kind of wanted to um, talk about um, is GameStop. And, I mean, really thrift shop and, like, secondhand stores in general. But GameStop is slowly starting to go under. 
from what I've seen, now I haven't seen it locally, but I've heard about, you know, GameStop stores closing down and, you know, liquidating games, which would be fantastic. This year's the start of all that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that the prices have been wonky anyway. And I, I see that more from a thrift shop side because I go to so many thrift shops. But, um, you know, with GameStop going under, everything is going to start changing. And I'm curious to see what that's going to look like in, you know, a couple years when there are no more GameStops, if that's the case, unless they can find a way to bounce back from this. Honestly, I don't like GameStop's practices, but I do think that if GameStop disappears, um, it's probably going to negatively affect uh, the gaming world as far as collectors and uh, just general gamers. Like affecting people for me, like where I live, I don't have the best internet, so like I don't like to download every single game that I want to play, so I like having a physical copy. And GameStop was one of the only places that I would go in and actually pre-order a game that I was really looking forward to just because of, like, the different editions or the pre-order incentives, depending on what it was. Um, now, I agree, too, though. Like, in theory, GameStop is great, but the associates and some of the ones that I've been in, like, I've been in both, where there's great associates and then there's terrible associates. Two of the ones around me are going through liquidation now, and then the ones that are, like, within 30-minute drive of each other... Is still trying to sell me a year warranty on a disc when the store is not going to be there. Like, why are you still trying to pre-order stuff out for a year in advance or sell stuff that you can't take care of? Like, that's the stuff that gets me with games. Yeah, I've had a few horror stories from GameStop too, and I mean, for the most part, my point of view has been mostly the way that the staff treats not just me, but like the general public. Like, they're they know everything that there is to know about video games and they're going to talk down to every single person. And it's been not so great. Every time I go in, I think the last time I went in to a GameStop, I was just idly looking at games and I was overhearing a employee try to describe Pokemon. Let's go Pikachu to a couple who was going to buy it for their son and he was butchering it. And so I kind of intervened, having played the games, I intervened and I'm like, you know, the Let's Go games are going to be more like kid friendly, where the Pokemon Sword and Shield is going to be a little more sophisticated. So, you know, you guys can decide how you want to go about that. But, you know, the associate had no idea, like he had no clue. Just silly. The things that I don't know. It's It's weird to me. Maybe that's just local, but... I don't know. Right? They take the games home and get to try them, and they open them and sell them as brand new. You'd think they'd know what the games are. Yeah, and that's, like, my biggest pet peeve from the GameStops. And I don't know if this is, like, a legit thing that they're allowed to do, but they are selling opened copies of video games for new prices. Like, why? Who who does that? You don't it's it's a stinking used game once it's open. Like even though it has no scratches on it, I can't, you know, I can't try and sell that as new if it's open at all. Like it doesn't work that way. Um another thing that has been bothering me lately is uh the way thrift shop stores have been pricing their video games. 
Um, so when I go into a thrift shop or any secondhand store, whether it be video game related or not, you go in looking for a deal. And when you see those types of stores selling games for, you know, uh, GameStop prices, it's mind blowing to me. Like if I'm going to pay full online prices for say Bioshock, I'm not going to go to the thrift shop looking for Bioshock. I'm going to go online and buy it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to stop in at a thrift shop and be like, oh, it's online prices. I guess this is a good deal. It's silly. um, How much are Bioshocks at thrift stores? Typically, thrift stores will sell video games at a fixed price. And you get what you get. And that's how it should be. So a good thrift store will sell their video games for like... $3.99 or something like that. Uh, Sometimes they're a little bit more. Sometimes they're a little bit less. But $3.99 is pretty typical. And that's for every game. And lately it's been the game or the thrift shop will actually mark the video games for what they, you know, what they look up on eBay. So like the eBay prices. And I don't think that's how it should be done. I understand they want every penny for, you know, the games that it's worth, but like, really, you know, everyone who's going to the thrift shop is looking for a deal and you don't know, you know, what kind of quality you're getting, you know, honestly, GameStop has some of the lowest prices. Typically, that's the thing. Like maybe thrift shops used to have lower prices than GameStop, like maybe a year or more ago, but I've seen a lot of people who get things from thrift shops and they're like, they're all individually priced from what I've seen. Like yeah. And that's, that's been the trend lately is that they're individually priced and that's not how it was like maybe a year ago. Like you said, you could go in and get, you know, the whole, any, any game that they have listed or that they have, you know, in the bin or whatever for three ninety nine. where now it's like, Oh, well this is a Mario game. So it's worth $30 or whatever. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about selling video games when you're not a gamer, just to profit, is they'll see Nintendo, they'll see Zelda or Mario, and they'll be like, well, that's worth money. And um, yeah, it'll be expensive. Yeah, absolutely. But honestly, right now, like for for the last year or so, uh, GameStop in particular is trying to push out um, late gen, so like 3DS, Wii, Wii U, um, PS3, and Xbox 360. And those prices are really good for the most part. I've actually been stocking up. The games that I've seen at GameStop, I feel like the prices are okay. Like, they're, they're what you would find on eBay or anywhere else online. Um, but what what's been nice about GameStop is that they have so many deals typically. So they're always doing some sort of like, you know, bargain deal where you get so many games and you get one free or you get so many games at a lower price or whatever. Um, I have a lot of other game stores in town that compete with GameStop directly and they sell, you know, secondhand video games and they sell them for, traditionally a lower price than what GameStop could afford, it seems like. Uh, I haven't had that experience here in SoCal, 
Like, any mom and pop shops that I go to are usually overpriced. Not even, like, full price, but overpriced. I don't know if that's just California, but... I was on a Goodwill looking at books, and I saw a Wii Fitness board. I mean, the box was shredded. And I just looked at it just to, you know, see. They wanted $89 for this thing. I mean, and it was covered in filth. In a Goodwill. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. As for, like, buying used games or older games or whatever, I do, like, GameStop for that because when I'm in there and I see something, I can see the condition of the case. I can tell whether it's got the book with it or not, and I can see the disc. That way I know I'm not getting something that's completely torn up. Um, I don't mind buying used online. It's just I'm one of those type of people that likes to see what I'm getting before, you know, I put the money down on it, especially if it's something that's really expensive. Because even some of the older games are still 40, 50, and 60 bucks for like a game that's a couple of years old, especially depending on the rarity of it. And I do like to see, you know, the physical copy in person before I throw down that type of money. Right, yeah, especially if you're buying a disc game where, you know, that quality means whether or not it's going to play, you know. Where, like, a cartridge-based game, yeah, you could probably clean the pins and get it to work, but, you know, you you working with a disc, you need to be able to see that quality. So it is tough to kind of gamble when it comes to buying games online. No picture really does a disc justice, you know. There's very few ways to take a good picture of the surface of a disc, You know what's funny is on eBay, it looks like people purposely take bad pictures of games. (laughs) I wouldn't doubt it. Like, I, oh my god, most of them are just so fuzzy or off-color, and I swear it's on purpose, just to kind of, like, mislead you in case there's a blemish somewhere or a scratch somewhere, so you can't tell, and they're like, no, it's good, good quality, but you wouldn't know. Yeah, that's the worst part about buying online. I mean, you think that you could get a deal, and if you watch eBay long enough, yeah, you probably can get a decent deal for a rare game, but you don't know what kind of condition you're getting, and there's no way to know until you get it and it's in your hands, and you're like, oh, I I see why it was so low now, you know? Right. Honestly, that's, that's why I like, I, I agree with DBs, with GameStop, especially for those older gens that they're trying to just get the games out so they can bring in new games. Um, You can really look and you can actually ask them to if they have a better disc or a better case or the manuals or whatever in their drawers when you buy a game and they might have it. So I think even though GameStop has some really bad practices, there's definitely still benefits to buying from GameStop right now. I'm sure um, that like, they are like pushing for the collectors. You know, if if you're a collector and you want a pristine copy, I've noticed that they will make that extra effort to help you find, you know, the the artwork, you know, in good condition or to make sure that the um the manuals inside or whatever. I have noticed that. Yeah. In my experience, it's been um it's been either you go to GameStop and you find a good copy or they help you out maybe you're a regular there or they're just really cool and they'll help you find a really good copy if they have it or it'll be the type of GameStop where you you bring up your cases and they're pretty good and then as they're getting all the games to put in the cases they might swap them out for like a really bad case like without you really noticing (laughs) 
Yeah. I've had that happen. And I, I've had to be like, um, can I have that case that I originally had? Because the, the floor model case, they like those to look better. So they'll give you the crappier case. Yep. Yeah, I actually went to a... It was a different... Um, it was a game store, but it was like a family-owned game store. It was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And um, that's exactly what they were doing. Like, if they had a different copy in the back, they would give you the crappier quality and they absolutely refuse to give you the decent quality one simply because they want the good ones to be on the on the shop floor. I understand that point of view, but like if I'm buying a game, if I'm holding the game in my hand, the case in my hand, I that's the one that I'm expecting. I'm not expecting you to go out back and bring one in that's been like ran over by a car. I wouldn't buy from them if I if I couldn't have the case that I pulled off the shelf that I wanted. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Uh, I went into the one here and I've actually gotten a used copy of like a standard edition game and they'll be like, hey, do you want this limited edition steel book case to go with it instead of the regular box one? I'm like, yeah, sure, because at that point it's the same exact thing. And so, I mean, like it's been exact opposite for me. Like they're actually really cool about giving away stuff uh, like decent you know, condition boxes or if it's like pre-order stuff that they have and they just don't, they can't get rid of it or whatever, posters, keychains, whatever. I mean, they'll load your bag with it. Wow. Now, I have been at some, yeah, Ooh. I've been at some though where they've tried to get rid of, you know, really torn up cases and I'm just like, no, like, you know, give me a decent case. I mean, I'm not that funny about it. Like I'm, you know, not too peculiar when it comes to stuff. But yeah, like it's, I've seen both. But in most of my experiences, like, they've been pretty decent about, you know, giving you stuff. So, I wish they were like that here. I mean, <laughs> I've, gotten, I've gotten a couple of really, really cool GameStops where I bought a game used and they gave me a sealed copy. Wow. Yeah. In fact, the last time I went, I bought a Switch game called Close to the Sun. And used was 20, I think brand new was 30 and they i was buying it used and the guy gave me a sealed copy wow that's a deal i don't have the experience where they just give as much as they do in uh virginia but (laughs) i have gotten some uh really nice people who have done that for me the best story that i have of that is target uh, one day we were in there to buy, I think it was Luigi's Mansion, but it, it was supposed to come with a poster and they had all the posters sitting up like Target has like their electronics desk and then they have all the like aisles next to the desk. Well, on the desk was the Luigi's Mansion poster. So we got our poster, but then they had all these extras from other release date specials. We got some keychains we got some like pencils and we got some posters for other games it was just like this interesting opportunity to get other things that they you know day one giveaways for other stuff that was kind of nice that is cool there's been a few times too where i'll buy a game on day one and they're like oh this comes with a special edition lunchbox and i'm like yes (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty cool. I love all the little extras, like just getting an art book or 
a little keychain or something is really cool. Yeah, it is. I think it adds value to, you know, buying something on day one. I mean, it it ultimately it supports the developers for that game if you're buying it right away because, you know, all that money really goes straight to them as close as it possibly can. But like the longer you wait and the less you know, the less money you pay up front for the game, the less money that's actually going back to the developers. So, you know, day one is the way to go if you really believe in that developer, like I would for Square Enix anything. Raging Loop, day one. <laughs> right. That one's really cool. I picked it up, but I haven't tried it yet. I really have been itching to, but I haven't had a chance yet. Have you beaten it, DB? No, I've played probably another hour or so of it. I need to get back into it. I just started Neo, though, so I've been a little bit sidetracked. Been frustrated with Neo. <laughs> yeah, when when I get to the point of no return with Neo, then I'm gonna jump back on that and <laughs> finish it. Yeah. So, what do you think's gonna happen to these older gens when they're finally out of GameStops and out of um, Targets and WalMarts, Best Buys, like um, PS4, PS PS3, PS4, that kind of stuff. Um, well, not PS4. I think uh, the latest gen's going to be there for a while, but um, just the older gens that they're trying to push out of GameStops and stores in general, um, Wii, Wii U, PS3, Xbox 360, 3DS, do you think that those games are going to start to become collectible? Maybe rise in prices? Of course. Go well, ahead, DB. Uh, I was just going to say, like, I don't know. It, it's hard to say because it's not like it used to be where games came out and like, oh, yeah, this game is definitely going to be rare 10 years from now. Like, nobody thought about that. Nowadays, like, companies come out like Limited Run or any of them that's not really huge that have, you can tell that has a small physical release, like, that there's not that many copies of. Most people go ahead and grab those right off the bat. Now, that's not saying, like, the prices won't rise on some of those games, because, I mean, they probably will. But I think at this point, the way things are with gaming and collecting in general, that most stuff that is going to be rare is already snatched up by the collectors or somebody that wants to flip it, and they've already sold it. Now, like I said, they probably will rise in price, because there probably will be someone down along the line that wants to, say, play you know, the PS4 version of Resident Evil 4 or something. And so once they're all gone, like, they're going to have to go online to search for them, and the prices might be elevated. But I think most of the games that are going to be rare are already snatched up by collectors. Honestly, I have a feeling that the 3DS and the Wii U are going to be really sought after once they're gone. And I mean, like, a couple years from now. I feel like those two systems in particular are going to be highly collectible just in general. I feel like the the newer generations and I say newer like PS3, 360, um 3DS, Wii U, like that generation of consoles they didn't make as many games physically. So you're not going to see I I I think the price as a whole is going to be more because there's going to be less in circulation where like 
I see, you know, PS2 games all day long, like from secondhand stores or from like Facebook Marketplace or eBay. Like people are always selling PS2 games. So you're going to have like one or two of them that are going to start really rising in price because people want to play those games and they're super rare or they're, you know, they have a lot of nostalgia value to them. But with PS3, they made so few, you know, it, Overall, they made so few physical releases that they're going to be more rare just in general. I don't know if, you know, more people are going to be holding on to those or if it's going to be, you know, let go as, you know, the PS4 is coming to the end of life and the PS5 starts coming out and they're going to start getting rid of that stuff. But, you know, as a whole, they've they've just made less. So I think the price is just going to naturally increase just because of that. Now, right now, I think that generation is about as low as it's going to get because I think from here on out, the price is going to start rising back. I agree with that. I think, I think now's the time to snatch up the last couple for cheap that you've been looking for. Well, actually, honestly, last year was like prime, at least at GameStop to grab Wii titles, Wii U titles, 3DS, PS3, 360. Now it's quite picked over but there's still some good stuff out there yeah i'm seeing the ps3 and wii u and the wii like collections starting to go down as from like a reseller and um there's a flood of current generation stuff so like i think that those are going to start dropping in price especially as you know GameStop is going to be going out of business and trying to get all of their stock out. But I mean, regardless, there's so much of that, you know, the current generation stuff that you can push it out. The problem is it's so new that they don't want to sell it at a lower price. So it's kind of a weird time right now. Honestly, from what I've seen, um, Sony and Microsoft don't seem to have too much of an issue lowering their prices a good amount for like really good deals. Nintendo's the one that hardly ever lowers their prices. If they do, it's like five bucks and that's it. And it's because they don't have to. They just keep selling. Like, it's never hard for them to sell their games, like, consistently. Yeah, Nintendo doesn't have to try very hard to sell anything. Right. The others tend to give really good deals over time. I mean, AAA titles starting at 50, 60 bucks all the way to 10, you know, like within a year, it's pretty good. It's really sad, though, when you buy a game day one for, you know, 50, 60 bucks, and then you turn around, you know, a month later and you're seeing the price drop to like 15 (laughs) or you see it used for like 10 and it's just it makes you die a little bit. Yep, that was me with uh, the Sinking City. <laughs> I bought it full price, and now it's like ten bucks. Kind of sad. That's how I was with Final Fantasy fifteen. I bought it the biggest bundle I could for like two, three hundred bucks, and then like two months later, you could buy it used for fifteen twenty. <laughs> yeah, man, I really. Speaking of that, you really should check out the special editions that GameStops have just on the racks that are close to the ceiling, just all around the store. There's so many special editions that aren't really listed on their websites. So those usually go down a lot 
in price. Like, I'm actually, I'm going to grab that Nino Cooney 2 one, hopefully tomorrow. So, 35 36 bucks for that is pretty good. Yeah, that's honestly. not bad. Do they have them in for store the- typically? Yeah, you have to go to the store. You cannot order it. You just have to find a store that carries it, and you have to go to that store and buy it. Sure. But I think for GameStop in general, it's sort of like kind of good and kind of bad. It's really good if you want to get those gens still for super cheap. They actually have still decent games out there. But yeah, they do have predatory practices. So I could see why people don't want to go into GameStop. I think the problem that the problem that people are going to have is that a lot of areas they only have GameStop. You know, I'm lucky I have two or three different game stores that I could stop at at any given time. But, like, somebody else may only have GameStop, and if they go out of business, they're kind of hosed and have to go rely on the internet for their gaming fix or, you know, collector needs or whatever. I mean, I would support um, brick-and-mortar stores if the prices weren't so much higher than GameStop. I really would, but GameStop has the best prices around here. The problem that is happening, from what I can tell, is that those places are buying games from people for more. And so they have to sell them for more to make up for what they bought the games for, plus make a profit on it. Mm-hmm. I I was told that some people out here who run those shops actually buy their stock from GameStop and just really yeah because they have the lowest prices typically hmm. so they will buy from GameStop they'll stock up from GameStop while a game is five ten bucks and they'll sell it for double or more that's very interesting hmm. I wonder if like Facebook and Craigslist and those will uh I wonder how that's going to change as some of these game stores go out of business wonder if the price will go way up or if it'll go down. It's it's hard telling right now. I I feel like game prices are going to go up if GameStop is gone. But some people have made a good point um, when they said that games will still be available through Amazon, Best Buy, Target, you know, to pre-order and to get. But the problem is, like, it's only going to be brand new games. Only private sellers are going to sell the older stuff and they can jack up the prices. Yeah. I mean, you can sell a used game for whatever you want and that doesn't mean people have to buy it. But if you want, you know, if you want Chrono Trigger bad enough, you're going to pay whatever, whatever, if there's only one listed, you're just going to pay it to buy it. And I think a lot of resellers are, playing on that nostalgia value of these games and that's kind of jacked up well i mean the bottom line is money for a lot of people so it makes sense in that way but it is really sad when you're passionate about a game and you really want it again and you have to pay through the nose basically i have also seen where a game that is rare they will re-release it digitally in uh, Nintendo eShop or whatever, and the price of the physical original copies will start going down just because there's another way to get to it. So I kind of would like to see that more often. I've seen that a little bit. Um, I've seen a couple of people on like forums 
talk about how they're upset because a game that used to be rare is no longer rare because they ported it to a new system. So it sort of killed the uh, rarity of the original release. The game that I'm thinking of was um, Congo's Caper for the Nintendo uh, oh, Super I'd- Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It uh it was originally worth like eighty bucks, and then it was released on the Wii, their virtual console, and it was only like two bucks on the virtual console, and then the price like plummeted, and now it's like only worth five bucks. <laughs> it's just how wow. it is. I haven't seen that happen so much with um um horror games in particular. Um, I'm always sort of reading up on those and looking into those because that's just my favorite genre. And I have not seen original release horror games dip too much at all from ports and re-releases. They probably haven't really released the originals. It seems like a lot of those games get an HD remake, which is very different in a lot of cases from the original, you know, version of the game. Um. I've seen, I mean, I've seen every type of re-release in that genre, whether it be just the same release or an HD release or like a rework, but I, none come to mind that are specifically horror games, um, that the original released one actually went down in value. (laughs) DB, did you have that Super Nintendo game? No, not that I can remember. I'm pretty sure I didn't. I love that game, Congo's Caper. You play as a caveman and you gotta save like your bird and monkey and like girlfriend from dinosaurs. Huh. I don't I don't remember that one. Well, uh, you guys wanna talk about anything else GameStop related? What I, I wanna know what's your like what's your worst experience at a GameStop? I think I've kinda told a few of my stories, but I, I'm kinda curious if you guys have any. I don't think I have any that are like as bad as your guys's, so one of you have to go first. <laughs> um, for me, I used to um, I used to go up there and pre-order a lot of stuff. Like I would get every game pretty much that came out. Well, when GameStop, see, I'm on the East Coast, so um, normally it was midnight releases for when game when they'd be able to sell you the copy of the game. Well, they started changing it to nine o'clock, so I had called up there and I, I think it was The Witcher Three. And I was like, you know, I've got a uh, copy pre-ordered. I was like, is it okay if I come and pick it up at 9 o'clock? Yeah, that's fine, that's fine, that's fine. Well, I get a call back saying that they canceled, that they were doing a midnight release, which I couldn't make. So I go up there the next day when the game is supposed to release, and they tell me that they don't have any more copies left, that they did a 9 o'clock release, and that seeing uh, nobody was there to pick up the one I had ordered, and there was somebody in the store, they sold my pre-ordered copy, to the guy that was actually in the store. Oh, when that's messed up. Them, wow. Yeah, when I had asked them if they were doing a 9 o'clock release. And so I told them, I was like, well, I was like, give me my money back. Well, we'd have to give you store credit because you did it through pre through trades. And I was like, no, I didn't. And I presented them my receipt because I had done it the day before. And it was straight off my credit card. He's like, okay. He's like, well, he's like, I can do that thing. So not only did they screw me out of my game, they tried to make it to where I had to spend my money with them. So I just went next door to Best Buy and picked up my copy. Like, that's the worst thing that I've had happen. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I've told my story before, but I recently, uh, I went to go pick up Hollow Knight. 
and um, they they tried to they, they didn't have any copies in store um, that were sealed. But he's like, oh, but you can have the the display one. So he handed me the box, which had a big old you know sale price sticker on it. It was open, and he put the game in, and I'm like, I don't want. I don't want this one. He's like, well, it's brand new. We haven't, we haven't played it or anything. I'm like, it's open. I'm like, that's, uh, that's part of the experience when you're buying a brand new game is opening up the game and, you know, taking it, being the only one to touch this game and put it in your system. And no, you're ruined of that when your games stops doing that. But then, uh, yeah, I was able to just turn around and go to Best Buy and pick it up. So it's like, ah, (laughs) GameStop. Why you do this to me? Right. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous because I mean, at that point, I mean, which I'm sure GameStop's gotten a lot of flack about it in the past, but at that point, it is technically false advertising that you're selling a game as new for a new price, but the game is used like it's a lie. What's that, Jinx? Kind of of seems illegal, right? You would think. Yeah, I mean, if that seal is broken, it's not new anymore, played or not. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't had those types of experiences, but I did have one experience that um, really sucked for me at a GameStop. Um, You guys have heard it before, but it was when uh, my Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn was stolen and I had to find a GameStop that had another one and go buy it. Um, the first GameStop I went to, um, I was like upset because that's like my favorite game. I mean, I was like, I, I think I was crying a little bit. <laughs> and um, a friend of mine was going to replace it because it was sort of her responsibility to replace it. And the price for that game was at the time like 40, 40 bucks. Um, and the guy looked it up for me to see if it was at the store and when he did he made like noises that were like "Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna sell like a kind of expensive game and i'm like basically make some money today or whatever and i was just so upset because it was stolen from me it was like my favorite game and this guy was in front of me basically gloating that he's gonna sell like an expensive game you know today like, yeah that's too bad your misery yeah, that was a really bad experience. I actually told them because they had it, and I was like, I told him no, actually, and he was trying to get me to like buy it, and I was walking away, and then I like actually raised my voice, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna buy it from this one. Ah, uh, good I'm for you. Away. I yeah. was so upset just because it was so emotional for me because I wanted to replace my favorite game, and this guy was just like, ooh, money, so. Well, it was probably my worst experience at a GameStop. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we're going to end it on that uh, that sad note. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, the next the next podcast episode hopefully will be Final Fantasy VII, um, the original Final Fantasy VII. Um, and then uh, hopefully we'll be playing Final Fantasy VII Remake really soon. I'm really excited for that to game to come out. It's so close. It's so close. So, uh, yeah, Jinx, DB, thank you guys so much for being on the show with us today. Um, I really enjoy having you guys on and chit-chatting a little bit. And, uh, yeah, guys, thanks again for listening, and we'll see you guys on the next one.